0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast.
1: Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. George Kittle, he's winning people championships. Six for 120 (laughs) (laughs) touchdowns this week. This was a tough matchup. He still came through four for 93 and two touchdowns the week before. You're firing his ass up against Vegas next week. Let's hope yeah. it continues if you have him. He just punched you a ticket to the championship. Purdy was locked in, into Kittle in this one, man. 36% target share. So, Purdy's been locked into him since he came in. <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. And, I love and, and it. With Debo, with Debo out, Kittle has historically uh, gotten a way more production with Debo Samuel out of the lineup. So, you know, continue to fire him up, man. A, a lot going in his favor moving forward.
2: Yeah, George Kittle, the biggest beneficiary of Brock Purdy coming in, you know, has been George Kittle. Trey Lance, didn't really we didn't get to see much of him, but he didn't really dial into George Kittle a whole lot because he was out. Um let's see. Then we have Jimmy Garoppolo, and we saw him. He had a couple good games a stretch from week week 6 to 8, you know, obviously, he had a couple a couple good games, but then he quieted down. And then Brock Purdy comes in, and he's showing like that playmaking ability that we saw back in 2019, you know, and he's getting that target share that we need. He's looking like a top tight end right now. Do we rank him over Mark Andrews next week? I mean, yes. the way that he's being targeted by Brock Purdy, you know, I think that
1: yes. it's he, Kelsey has case, and, he has a case to be the top two. Yeah, he's a case to be
2: tight end, too. Um, you know, I, I actually kind of forgot about him when we talked about Mark Andrews earlier. Um, George Kittle, you know, he's having a really good, really good end of the season here. He might be winning championships. He might also be winning consolation brackets because he's kind of been <laughs> a, a bit of a letdown as well this season. Right. Um, not as bad as Mark Andrews, but definitely, you know, in that range where, you know, he hasn't been what we wanted him to be or what we know he can be. We've seen that the past two weeks. And I'm looking at this now. Was he actually the tight end
1: three on the week with 30 points? Like <laughs> hey man, you can't you can't discount Shane Zilstra. Okay.
2: Well, Shane, Shane Zilstra, I think, had 25 PPR points. Oh, really? Um George Kittle <laughs> had thirty. I know TJ Hawkinson had thirty-five. Who are we missing? Who had a bigger tight end day?
1: Uh let's see. So TJ Hawkinson, Tyler Higby. Tyler Higby and That's then right. Kittle. Okay. So, yep. so Higby had 0. .4 more fantasy points than, than George Kittle.
2: Yeah. That's fair. B- because of man, all the receptions. Suddenly, tight ends are plenty. And we in week sixteen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh Jahan Dotson though, man. Six for 76 and a touchdown on nine targets. Uh, I was recommending Dodson big time this week if you listened to last week's shows, and he came through. If you were desperate enough to start him, he came through. A couple of our desperate wide receiver plays actually end up coming through. Yeah. Um, and, you know the coman- and Hodson, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the commanders did make a quarterback change, by the way, in the second half. They brought in Carson Wentz in to replace Taylor Heineke after a pick six. It's very possible we see Wentz get the start next week against Cleveland. Um, and if that happens, we've seen these wide receivers, you know, kind of take a step forward overall. It, you know, Carson Wentz did hurt uh, McLaurin, but he helped yeah. Curtis yeah. Samuel and he helped Jahan Dotson too.
2: Yeah. That's that's the biggest thing for me, you know, seeing Carson Wentz come in. Obviously, I think with was Heineken that threw a touchdown to Dotson. Yeah, it was. Right? it was. So that was before, obviously, Carson Wentz came in. But Dotson, he's looking healthy, like you said. Um, he's had very similar stat lines these past few weeks. You know, he scored a touchdown in each of those games. He's a touchdown machine at this he point, is. you know. He, he looks like he's going to be really good. And I'm interested not only just for the rest of this season, obviously Carson Wentz coming in. That doesn't really change my opinion on Jahan Dotson at this point. You know, right. I think any quarterback is going to be able to do what they need to do. Taylor Heineke and Carson Wentz are both, you know, serviceable quarterbacks. So I'm not worried about Jahan Dotson this season. But I wonder how we'll be ranking Jahan Dotson next season if they can get an actual quarterback. You know what I'm saying? In Washington? I think
1: he's going to be undervalued regardless. You think so? Yeah.
2: I'll be one of the storylines maybe this off. Because
1: McLaurin is still going to be there. Right? And I think, you know, obviously McLaurin's going to be drafted over him, but I think Dallas is going to be a serious value. I really do. I I think he could be.
2: And he was one of those guys that I called. You know, I, I said that he'd be a really solid receiver. I'm not sure if he has, like, playmaking ability like you know the guys like Devonte adams obviously, obviously that's yeah. a high bar but he's gonna be super dependable and those guys tend to get it done like kind of duck baldwin-esque you know what i'm saying mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. you remember those days i could see him kind of filling that type of role so you're right i think he could be undervalued going into the next season um but it's going to be tough to overlook that every, all these games that he started you know he's scored a lot of touchdowns that might help him a little bit in terms of his value bringing that up um, because the offense hasn't been bad as bad as a quarterback situation is, that's what I'm saying. If they can get a good quarterback, I know there have been rumors. Like, there's a bunch of quarterbacks hitting the free agent market. Lamar Jackson, most notably, maybe, if they don't get anything done in um, Baltimore. But I wonder if he'd go to Washington.
1: <laughs> do you know who Matt Harmon, Matt, ha- Matt Harmon, who, you know, does yeah, the-, perception, the perception? reception? Um, do you know who uh, his comp was for Jahan Dotson? Was it Doug Baldwin? Doug Baldwin. Doug Baldwin. <laughs> nice job, okay, I swear nice I job. didn't even look at I didn't even look I, at that. I know you didn't. It's, it's just didn't.
2: something that you know. Great job. Great it just job. reminds me of that type of role <laughs> that he might play. There you
1: go. There you go. And that's that's literally that was his comp. Nice job. Nailed it. <laughs> um high scoring game, man, between the Cowboys and the Eagles. Your Cowboys got it done. Yeah. But it was all said and done. Uh but Gardner Major came through for fantasy, not only for himself, but for Devontae Smith and AJ Brown. Devontae Smith has been balling. Lately, four touchdowns over the last four games. He took advantage of a banged up Cowboys secondary. Caught two touchdowns on this one. Um, and Dallas Goddard, by the way, he came back to a full time role, so roll him out next week as you normally would, uh, regardless yep. of whether you know who the quarterback is, you know whether it's Minshew or Hurts. Uh, but Minshew came through, man.
2: Yeah, no, I, I wasn't surprised. You know, especially with Devontae Smith. I said about it last week. You know, the Cowboys secondary is banged up outside Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs had a bad game yesterday. Not yesterday, two days ago too. So it was just a good game overall for the pass catchers. But I said that a guy like Devontae Smith would be able to pop off. He had two touchdowns. So I'm feeling pretty good about that one. I saw that one coming from a little bit of a mile away. Dallas Goddard, he had three catches. That was it. But he had 67 yards. There were big catches every time he's getting the ball. Um, Towards the end of the game, the Eagles offense couldn't get anything done. Also, they turned the ball over four times. So, obviously, that's going to hurt Dallas Goddard's production. I think if they bring those down a little bit, which they can, definitely against the Saints next week, we can see Dallas Goddard have a big game. Um, So, I like him as the top five. He's jumping right back into that conversation now. He's back from injury. And Gardner Minshew, you know, talk about a good good streamer. Um, I'm not sure. I I think that in terms of fantasy production, Jalen Hurts would have had a better game. But in terms of total offensive points and, you know, giving other guys opportunities to get the ball and score points. Like this is, it's pretty much a one for one fill in like Devontae Smith and AJ Brown. We've seen them go back and forth with being the lead leading target guys and scoring touchdowns. Um, it didn't feel like Jalen hurts was missing. If you show me the box score and didn't show me who was playing, you know, be like, okay. Yeah. Jalen hurts. Boy. Yeah. Cause Gardner Mitchell had a really good game. <laughs>
1: He really did. Um, I-, I talked about CD Lamb having a big game this week because of the specifics of this matchup, and he came through big time. Ten catches for 120 to t- 120 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, so we got the studs coming through. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Devontae Adams, though, not the best time for a three-game slump from Devonte Adams. Two catches for 15 yards on nine targets. Really That's
2: disgusting.
1: Derek Carr <laughs> makes me you shake your head. Three interceptions for him. Josh Jacobs, 15 for 44. Josh Jacobs, extremely disappointed after the game. He's done, dude. Josh Jacobs is done. He was talking so much <laughs> shit after the game. He's like, "I'm done. I'm tired. I get it, man." <laughs> it's uh, been one of those guys what a, seasons. What a nightmare for for the Raiders offense, man. Just this entire year. But you did call Josh Jacobs a bad game from Josh Jacobs this week. You did. You did. You did call that. So nice okay. job on that one.
2: Thank you. Uh, I, I've been wrong many times, but I, I just thought that <laughs> it would be a tough game against Pittsburgh, especially with the weather. And I thought Devonta, I thought this was going to be a Devonta Adams game. I was like, he has Me to too. get right, right? Me too. Like it yeah. has to be a time where he turns it around. But Derek Carr was terrible. Two of nine receptions. That's just oh, it makes you sick to your stomach, especially the way that he's been playing. He had that one five-game stretch a couple of weeks ago where he was just unstoppable, and now they just stopped getting the ball to him. Obviously, he's had those targets, but. Not very high quality. Devontae Adams hasn't been able to capitalize on that target share. And we've kind of seen this this season where he has a good game and then he's quiet. You know, it's been a little bit of a storyline in terms of fantasy football. You know, obviously, he's been super consistent outside of a couple games. But those couple games, he just doesn't do well. You know, he puts up less than like 10 points and you can't have that in your lineup, especially now. He got you to your fantasy playoffs, but he might be losing you out of them at this point.
1: It really sucks. It really yeah. sucks. Keep starting him. You know, obviously, if you if you were if you were lucky enough to make it through to the championship round, despite that performance by him or Josh Jacobs, keep starting these two guys next week. But unfortunately, very, very bad performance. Hopefully that, that didn't knock you out of the playoffs. Uh on the other side of the ball, Pat Fryerman's route participation jumped way back up to 90%. Maybe he was banged up. You know, maybe, you know, because of that injury that he had. You know he wasn't playing as much, but something that we wish we would have known going into this game, right? But if you yeah. made it through the, to the championship round, uh, you know with him, he's back up to a solid tight end that you can trust uh, as long as he continues to run routes at this rate.
2: Yeah, and look at how just fluctuating. You know that our trust is with tight ends at this point. You know all you have to do is have one good every week,
0: week. and every that's
2: all it comes comes down to. And then obviously you look at the route participation stuff too, the snap share, to see where they're going in that um department, but. Definitely Pat Fryermuth. you know, we see all that go up this week and that's all you need to, you, that's all you need to see. Kenny Pickett, he didn't look bad, you know, he didn't look mm-hmm. as bad as he has. Obviously, they only had three points up until like the fourth quarter, but um, it looks like he's going to be serviceable enough for Pat Fryermuth at least. George Pickens, Deontay Johnson had respectable days and Najee Harris was able to get it done too. Um, Obviously, you're not excited to start, you're not going to be starting Kenny Pickett in any lineup, but it should be enough to make Pat Fryermuth relevant. And that's really the only guy I trust at this point, even outside of George Pickens and Deontay Johnson.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. A- Aaron Jones, you know, another guy who could not come through. He only played 38% of snaps in this game. Apparently, he had an ankle injury early in the game that limited him the rest of the way. So, definitely disappointing. We didn't really hear about that ankle injury during the game. Um, but if you had him going, you know, you were wondering where the hell he was. Uh, yeah. But keep an eye on that ankle injury going into next week. Regardless, it seems like A.J. Dillon's going to have a, a, a big, bigger role in Week 17.
2: Yeah, and that's kind of going to be the case with any running back situation. But if Aaron Jones is just a little bit banged up, um, we've seen these guys kind of splitting carries, you know, uh, not really splitting them 50-50, but, you know, there's been a bit of a timeshare in the backfield. AJ Dillon, I do like him more next week because Aaron Jones might be out. Quiet game from Aaron Jones. It's tough if you started him. But um, I think next week we, we should have clarity going into the matchup. Um, AJ Dillon, like you said, might be the better play. Uh, It was a quiet day for the Packers offense, even though they did score 26 points. Uh, It was mainly because the Packers defense was doing well against Tua, who had three bad interceptions at the end of the game. Uh, What's it called? Yesterday.
1: What happened to Tua, man? He threw for 300 yards, but a big chunk of that because of Jalen Waddell's 84-yard catch-and-run touchdown, but that was the one touchdown that Tua threw, right? And then he had three interceptions, man. I think I think this has to be said here, man. He's been overrated for fantasy this year. He's yeah. had four good games this year. That's it. Out of 12 full games played, he's had four good fantasy games. And you know, good for me is defined by like 20 points in a four-point passing touchdown scoring yeah. setting, right? Kirk Cousins had seven. Jared Goff had five of those. Trevor Lawrence had six of those. Geno Smith had nine of those. Tua wasn't a good fantasy quarterback this year, dude. Uh, uh, okay.
2: Hang on. <laughs> I think he was all right. I think he was good. I, I don't think he was great. I think and the perception, up,
1: yeah, I think the perception of Tua as a good fantasy quarterback was high. Yeah, and not, it was much higher yeah. than his actual performances.
2: He didn't meet expectations at all, especially with the weapons that he has. You think he'd have more. I don't know if you saw, and this might just be Dolphins fans coming up with excuses for Tua. But did you see the one play, and I know NFL memes, if you follow that page, posted this, mm-hmm. they showed this one clip, of Tua going down pretty hard on his head. And they said that might be a concussion there, and he might have been playing with some sort of head injury. Obviously, it's a Dolphins fan saying it, so I'm not sure. sure. But those interceptions looked a little bit uncharacteristic. To, be going, to go from balling in the first half to just terrible in the second half, just – It was interesting to me because it kind of seems like it makes sense to me. Maybe it's just because I'm not, you know, I I didn't see a whole lot of the game. But the one play where he went down, his head went down. He got like that whiplash. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where his head hit the ground hard. I don't know if that would be contributing to it. But it was like he turned on a dime, you know, obviously the way he was playing. So I don't want to just make excuses for him, but that might be part of it. I'm not sure.
1: (laughs) I don't know, man. Maybe. regardless he was was playing okay like I don't know like he had that really good throw to Tyreek right deep which was great that set them up obviously um and then that Jalen Waddle play that was all Jalen Waddle right there right (laughs) running up 80 yards before that touchdown (laughs) 85 yards whatever it was did you notice
2: Tyreek Hill was escorting him I was like whoa how does he have a blocker that far downfield I'm like oh wait it's Tyreek Hill
1: (laughs) that was great that was great um but yeah, man, like we've been ranking Tua, you know, I've been moving him up in rankings here and there every single week. But yeah, I he's just a low end, he's a low end QB1 for me, man. Like yeah. I'm not, you know, and, and it's been the weapons that have been elevating him, you know, when he's had those big games, you know, right. he had that one 40 point game early on in the season. And I think because of that, we were like, oh, like, look what he's capable of. But no, he just hasn't got it done this year, man. Um, straight up. he's He's, yeah. you know, I don't know. Actually, you know what? Let's look at it. Let's look at it. Let's look at the, the the points this year in terms of like where he's ranked among among quarterbacks uh this season. I'm, I'm I'm looking at averages here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. He's a quarterback twelve in uh fantasy points per game this year. So yeah, that's interesting.
2: Go. Here's another thing. A little note: he's finished those games, those four games that he said he had a good game. He finished yeah. as a QB four or better. Outside of that, he's not a QB one any other week. <laughs> he's not go. even a QB one. So yeah, that, 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 that's so, bad.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, you know it is what it is. You know he's a. I think he's a good quarterback. Um, you know and he was able to get it done for his for you know for Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, which is awesome. But you know, one could be uh, could question Jalen Waddle. Maybe he could have had a better year with a better quarterback. Maybe good I mean- be as he as he's had. You know, because if you look at his reception totals this year, hasn't been that high. You know, he hasn't been targeted as much as Tyreek Hill. You know, obviously, you know, rightfully so, I guess. But, you know, he could have been used a little bit more. Even though his production, I think he overproduced on his opportunity this year, Jalen Waddell, uh, because he's a great talent. He's amazing. He's such a good wide receiver. Um, Yeah, one could argue. One could argue.
2: I mean, he's, he's not the type of guy that's going to need all those targets. We know he's a big play threat. But still, exactly. But imagine, the type of year,
1: imagine the type of year he could have you know, if yeah.
2: he had. And you we know. talked about him, I think, in the office. Someone else. At least when Tyreek Hill was traded to Miami, I was like, you know, that Jalen Waddle breakout going to have to wait. And it looked like we were maybe headed for a breakout. But then, you know, he's kind of cooled down to especially these past couple of weeks. Are the Dolphins even going to make the playoffs? We're going to have to see that. They have to win at least their next two, the, the, the final two.
1: Jena Wall, you know, you gotta start him. You know, he's a low end wide receiver one, pretty much, borderline yeah. wide receiver one, just because he's a he's a baller player, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, over the last five week five weeks, five catches, one catch, two catches, three catches, five catches, right? But he scored last two weeks, so he's 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 got it done for you because he's a baller. Right. Um <laughs> when you look at his <laughs> yards per yards per catch, dude. Like sixteen yards per catch last week, twenty four yards per catch this week. Like just yeah. crazy. Anyway, anyway, moving forward. We're trying to get
0: There's joy in every journey. Um, Christian Watson,
1: you know, he was having a great game up until halftime. Eight targets, six catches for 49 yards. He could have had a couple touchdowns if Aaron Rodgers hit him properly on either of them. You know, the the one, the one near the goal line, the one he had to turn around for. That wasn't Christian Watson's fault. If if Rodgers hit him on the outside shoulder, he probably would have scored. Um, And then he had that other long pass where he beat his defender. Aaron Rodgers overthrew him. You know,
2: that was on fourth down. That was disappointing. That was
1: on fourth down. That was disappointing (laughs) for sure. Um, So he didn't hit him either. Now he didn't play a snap in the second half because of a hip injury. So no word on the severity of that just yet. Hopefully he'll be fine because the Packers get the Vikings next week. Yeah. And if you can't play Christian Watson, or maybe I should say, if I can't play Christian Watson against the Vikings (laughs) in the championship round, I will be heartbroken. dude. I will be heartbroken.
2: It's the grudge (laughs) match for that missed first catch of the season. I remember, that was back in week one. Oh, was that against the Vikings? That was against the Vikings in oh, week one. Oh, I
1: didn't realize that.
2: So they put them end-to-end, end, Minnesota start and Minnesota end. Oh, my God, this would be a fantastic matchup for Christian Watson. You got to be like, you know, just chomping at the bit. We got to hope that I'm, he plays.
1: I'm hoping that he plays, dude. Hopefully, he's just like a hit pointer and he's he'll be able yeah. to go, man. I'm if Watson doesn't so.
2: play, do you think Romeo Doves gets a bump just because we are playing Minnesota? Yeah, like I feel like you have for to. sure. And so yeah. does
1: Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard ended up leading them in targets in this game. Don't forget about Alan Lazard, Zach. Okay. Yeah. Well, to write it, him it, off. it was funny
2: because last week I said I'd be surprised if Alan Lazard leads them in targets this game. You're <laughs> like, I wouldn't be. So I, I was I was surprised. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. I was surprised. I couldn't believe
1: but it. But I think you're right though. If Watson misses next week, like both guys are in play against the Vikings. Yeah. For sure. If
2: Isaiah Hodgins, Richie James, and them are in play against the Vikings and they're doing what they did last week You know, Aaron Rodgers is gonna have a much better day. And these exactly. receivers are probably gonna go off. Exactly.
1: All right, let's race through a couple of these. I don't want the podcast to be too long here. So let's race through right. a few of these. There's always so much to talk about, you know, on these Mondays. Yeah, dude. on Mondays. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, so Dolphins backfield, it was back to a 50-50 split. You know, Jeff Wilson had the edge by a couple of routes run, had another carry, also had a goal line look, um, you know, the goal line look, but 50-50 split down the middle for the most part. Um, I'm not sure if I want to start either of them against New England next week. I might avoid the situation. Are you avoiding or are you okay starting one or the other? I've kind of been avoiding this this bag. Okay. There.
2: And I okay. like I said, I don't like Jeff Wilson and Raheem Moster a ton either way. Uh, so I just kind of take my hands off of that. I didn't draft any of them. I wouldn't advise playing over the, anyone over. The, uh, I wouldn't advise playing them over really anybody. Um, obviously, you have to look at the matchup. But um, I, I'm not chomping up to put them in my line. Yeah.
1: The matchup's not that great either. Anyway. yeah. K-Makers. Hey. K-Makers. He's out here punching people's <laughs> tickets to the championship round. Yeah. If you started him. <laughs> if you started him 23 carries for 118 yards and three touchdowns he was the clear back in that backfield and the broncos had no answer for him and baker mayfield and you, you know <laughs> now you look at it the Chargers are on deck next week and now k makers is going to bring you home a fi- a championship trophy uh so who would have thought that J- that k makers and james connor I'll get to in a second is going to bring home yeah. people championships. <laughs> the How dynamic, awesome is that? <laughs> the dynamic
2: duo of Cam Akers and James Conner and even Tyler Higby in this game. Like if you would have told me going into the season, obviously there's no way of having none, but they the schedule makers have looked at this like Russell Wilson and the Broncos playing the Rams, right. defending Super Bowl champs. So Christmas Day is gonna be great. If you would have told me that the four and eleven Broncos would lose to Baker Mayfield and Cam Akers, and the I'll Rams be, are I'll five do. and ten, like, oh my god, it would have been crazy. Like, I wouldn't believed you, no way.
1: Tyler Higby, 9 for 94 and two touchdowns. Seemed like Baker is looking at him heavy, right? 39% target share for him in this game, 25% target share. Last week, he's like a top six tight end play (laughs) probably next week. Just just, just fire him up. Uh, The Bucks-Cardinals game, absolute worst, dude. Uh, But let's talk about the fantasy contributors real quick. Leonard Fournette, Rashad White, they were rotating drives. Uh, But the drives Fournette were in on for? Like, those are the drives that were actually sustained. Uh, So that's why the touch disparity is so high between him and White. But also, when Fournette was on the field, they just wanted to give him the ball more. So they actually called more run plays for him when he was on the field. So – yeah. At the end of the day, Fournette had 29 touches, 20 carries for for him, nine catches for 90 yards. It was a huge game for him. White only had 11 touches, but ended up scoring in the fourth quarter through the air. Um, Didn't like White so much. I was much more interested in playing Fournette in this game, and right. that's going to continue going into next week. Just I'd much rather play Fournette than White, obviously, after this yeah. game.
2: We, we saw that. And it looks like Leonard Fournette's locked in for some receiving work now that I thought Rashad White would be getting. Uh, White obviously scored the touchdown, but it looks like Leonard Fournette's going to be the play. Um, it's been like the same story as far as targets go and target distribution, distribution. And the players have been getting it done this whole season for the Buccaneers. Like Mike Evans, is he an afterthought? Like he's got eight targets, but he's just not catching them, man. This, he's, he's a big bust too. Like there's been a bunch of players where it's just been like, what happened?
1: The wide receiver, 33 since week five and the wide receiver 46 since his week 11 bye. he he's been almost he's been unstartable right yeah. like as anything more than a flex play maybe and he ain't helping you that's no. for sure right but, uh and tom brady man like what's up with him if he can't get it done against arizona there's something up he's yeah. now thrown seven interceptions in his last four games
2: yeah I would complain, but my quarterback has thrown a lot picks too <laughs> you know what I'm saying Dak Prescott but uh um, at least
1: but Prescott is, is making plays though yeah, you know what I'm saying? he can make the, plays yeah I mean that play to T.Y. Hilton that was a big play right
2: oh, there oh my god uh, On the only catch. That, that I was, was like boring.
1: who is that I was like who is that who caught that like I that thought was that nice. was like
2: if you remember I don't know if you remember this might be a little bit deep into the Cowboys lore if you remember Dwayne Harris
1: he I remember the dreadlocks coming out of the back oh yeah and he yeah kind of, like the speed like, of Dwayne Harris yeah
2: I just had flashbacks when the ball was going I couldn't believe it but um
1: But yeah, that was one of the prettiest throws that I've seen this year. Honestly, that was was such a a, nice. It traveled.
2: I think the next gen stat was like sixty-two yards in the
1: air. Really, and you know what? The ball placement was just like absolutely insanely perfect on that one.
2: Yeah, honestly, that was an absolute bailout because it was third and thirty. Like that's inexcusable, especially in that game situation. Yeah, it down. There was yeah. 6 6 or 7 minutes left in the game. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. third and 30 after two sacks. One of them was a strip sack that they just barely managed to recover. Like that's inexcusable. They just got bailed out. That was horrific. Right. But um but yeah, the thing yeah. about Mike Evans getting back just real quick before we end this, you know, Mike Evans. He's had nine targets, at least eight targets for the last five weeks. He just isn't catching the ball. <laughs> yeah. And maybe that goes on Tom Brady, like we know he's not playing as well, but when you get that many targets and you produce uh four out of five weeks under double digit scoring. Like that's just PPR scoring at that. You know, it, it's just not startable. You're right. And I think that's a huge. This is like one of the biggest busts of the season that we're looking at in Mike Evans.
1: Another disappointing stat line from DeAndre Hopkins, man. One catch for four yards. Ew. You know, brutal. <laughs> Marquise Brown, three catches for 57 yards. Greg Dortch, 10 catches for 98 yards on eleven targets from Trace McSorley. Uh so Dortch making a comeback. He moved back into the slot. We never have any idea like where these wide receivers are going to be lining up, dude. Who's playing? We yep. have no idea, dude. Dortch was hardly playing. Hollywood was a slot guy. And now this week, Dortch magically reappears and <laughs> is their slot guy once again. So what will it be next week against the Falcons? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, you know, if if you want to pray and like take a shot on Dorch playing the slot next week, sure. Go ahead. I Go think you it. can. And the, the yeah, thing is,
2: we've, we've seen this happen before. We saw this Cooper Rush earlier in the season where C.D. Lamb was getting targets but not producing, but Noah Brown, you know, one of those guys that he practiced with all the time, was getting a bunch of targets. Same thing right. here, probably. Greg Dortch probably works with Trace McSorley a lot, so right. obviously McSorley going to be looking for him. He has a bit of a connection. DeAndre Hopkins had 10 targets <laughs> coming from that backup quarterback, <laughs> like we said. I wasn't expecting a whole lot this week. Uh, I know you had him on the over, or the higher, I should say, you know, with their picks this week on underdog.
1: Uh, well, I, I I had him over on the receptions. I thought he was going to get yeah. five catches for like forty-seven yards. I thought but, I thought he was good know. for
2: that too. You know, I thought because uh, uh, he's known for that. Yeah, I he's, he's known for yeah
1: doing his thing with any quarterback. But yeah. Trace I, proved to be too bad.
2: <laughs> I thought a relatively quiet performance was in the cards, but not this. Like this is yeah. just, it was just terrible. Um, I was Greg Dortch was running the ball too. I didn't get it. It was like the Greg
1: Dortch game against the Buccaneers. I couldn't believe it. Weird dude, James Conner though. 15 carries for 79 yards and a touchdown, seven catches for 41 yards. Since he's fully come back from his injury in week 10, he has been the overall RB4, only behind Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, and Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. This is why I was so high on James Conner before the season started. <laughs> he's finally given me retribution. You know, he didn't happen, you know, he just didn't happen to do it until it mattered the most. So thank you, James Conner for proving that i wasn't a crazy person for making yeah. you so high before the season started
2: <laughs> yeah no i don't think you're crazy either because we talked about this a lot in the off season and, and as we were heading into like this season talk about rankings and stuff you know we've kind of drafted him to have the workload that he has now he just wasn't getting that earlier in the season who knows right. why like i know you know benjamin was around uh but there's no reason to have him playing like that I, he was banged up too it was just really confusing earlier in the season but He's come back on this season. Do you think he's moving back into that territory heading into the next season? You know, where he might be like a value if he goes in the third round.
1: It's tricky, <laughs> man. It's tricky. You know, it's like, it's tricky. We'll have a lot of time to talk about that. Yeah. You know, but it's tricky. I'm not convinced, you know, uh, there it, could it's, be it's a lot of a tricky situation for the Cardinals. Yeah. I can sort of. see it. I Cliff can see Kingsbury, that. Yeah. He, there's, Kingsbury probably gone. The, there's a Cliff, King, Cliff
2: Kingsbury rumor going around that he might resign. He might not even be fired. He, he might better outright resign.
1: He better resign before he gets fired. Yeah, you you, you can't fire me if I quit. (laughs) Yeah, you know. All right, guys, that's gonna do it for this episode. We still have one more game to decide our fate between the Chargers and the Colts tonight. Good luck. The Chargers will clinch a playoff spot if they win this game. So you know they should have some extra pep in their step tonight. Hopefully, Justin Herbert can hopefully get it done. Yeah. Good luck. Hope hope to see you guys in Championship Week in Week Seventeen. Have a good one. Take it easy. Bye-bye.
0: 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.